Hello fellow adventurers and welcome back to the Nerd Lab, where we transform our gaming passion into incredible game designs and learn how to nerd like a boss. My name is Marvin and I'm an ambitious game designer on my quest to develop a cooperative fantasy card game. For this podcast, my vision is to take you with me on this exciting journey. Together we will explore the secrets of different game mechanics and reach the next level as a game designer. And today, in this episode, it's time to yeah to look at one of the, these uh, game mechanics again. And um, yeah, I want to start this episode by asking you one question. Do you like collecting things? I personally love, love, love it. It's so satisfying um, to complete a set of something you were looking for for quite a time um, yeah, by finding that last and rare missing piece. I mean... There must be a reason why so many people are collecting coins or stamps or yeah, whatsoever. And I thought about why I like collecting things, because I really, really like it. And yeah, where my fable for it uh, comes from. First, I thought about games like World of Warcraft or um, Diablo. Um, yeah, both of them are games where you try to find special items that belong to one set. And um, once you um, found some um, parts that belong together or the entire set, um, you unlock strong and special effects for your character. And I always loved that in these games. But then I, yeah, then I thought about um, collecting magic cards, for example. Um, you can collect cards until you complete a playset of a certain card that you need for a deck. Or um, yeah, even uh, collecting complete sets. That means um, you try to yeah, try to get one card of um, one copy of each card um, of an entire expansion. So that means you need to to get two hundred something cards or so, depending on the size of the expansion, um, which can be a challenging task um, if you do not buy them um, individually, um, but try to trade them um, instead. And that was something that we we did in in the past in our youth quite quite often. But um, yeah, then I I realized that I've been in touch with that collection much earlier. Um, back in elementary school, for example, I already um, collected wrestling cards, um, and I enjoyed that quite a bit as well during that time. Um, but even that was not my first contact with the topic. Um, there is a card game, it's a famous game, um, that I played with my whole family when I was a really, really small child. And I played it over and over again. And um, this game really is set collection at its core. Um, and I still consider it to be one of the, one of the best games ever, ever developed. Um, and that game is, um, I have no clue how to pronounce it in English, I'm sorry. Um, we call it Canasta in German. And I'm pretty sure most of you know the game because it's an yeah, all-time favorite game that you can play with a standard base um, set of cards. And um, yeah, what you what you try to achieve in this game is try to to build melts of seven cards of the same rank, so seven kings, for example. And um, you try to yeah to go out, and it becomes. Um, more difficult um, over the course of the game to to go out by playing um, uh, all cards uh, from your hand, and um, yeah, so you you really try to uh, collect these sets of cards, 
And you do this by, yeah, by changing the card that you have in hand by um, drawing from the draw pile or um, taking the entire discard pile and so on. There are some um, yeah, mechanisms to, to exchange the card that you have in hand so you can um, try to build um, the the different melts of cards. And um, the game is also uh, very well, can very well be played with four players, um, two against two, and it feels just feels a little bit like two-headed giant in magic and um yeah it's really it's about collecting these sets of cards um and there are also some some wild cards um the the twos are wild cards and the chokers are wild cards that can be used as any any number or other um card and um yeah there you try to um to create these um, melts which are called canasta and you get um points at the end depending on um, what kind of uh, mulls you've built and um, how many cards are left in your hand and so on and so on it's a it's a great game i didn't play it for quite a while now but um, uh, i really look forward to playing this with my my family once the kids are old enough and um, yeah i i distilled it uh, down to be my first really um, my first kind of game that um had that collection um, that I enjoyed quite a bit and played um, a ton. But in um, yeah newer games, uh, set collection is also all over the place. Um, it's um, because it's just a very straightforward mechanic and it's always a lot of fun. And it's super easy to explain for uh, for players because uh, yeah, collecting things that are, that are the same or are different is quite easy to grasp. And since that collection is also part of the drafting game that I'm working on at the moment, I wanted to take a look at this mechanic um, a bit closer and identify um, what kind of different uh, aspects a set collection can have in board games and what has been done before. Um, because I think um, in my game at the moment it lacks a little bit. It could be uh, could be a little bit um, a little bit. Be- better implemented and that's why i wanted to yeah to dive a little bit into the topic and learn more about it so before we start to um yeah to to look at the things uh, more closely i would like to describe what set collection is for me a set really at its core is a group or a collection of something that belongs together and um collection means in that case the the action um, or the process of collecting these things that yeah, somehow belong together. That's pretty straightforward, isn't it? Um, so set collection is really a classic um, and most commonly used game mechanic um, that you will find in many, many different games. Um, for example, um, uh, Rummy or Poker or Yahtzee. Um, all of those games make heavy use of set collection. And um, yeah, but it's also part of um, yeah, more complex games, uh, Euro games, um, also strategy card games often um, have at least some uh, aspects of set collection as well. And um, yeah, let's dive into the topic and uh, think about what, um, yeah, what parts you need in order to implement set collection into your game. For me, set collection um, always contains of three different aspects the first one is the what so what makes a, um, a set what do you need for a set um, the components more or less and um, the how 
um, how do you how do you get the different components that you need, the actions that you need to take in order to receive these uh, different sets, and then the why. What is the result? What do you get back when you have um, have um, collected these entire the entire set or a part of the set? And um, yeah, if you look at these different components a little bit closer, um, these different aspects, we will um, then be able to yeah to identify the differences between different um, implementations of set collection in other games. So let's let's talk first about the the what. Um, the individual set components can can almost be anything. Um, you can um, divide them by physical characteristics. Uh, for example, sometimes you need to collect cards. Sometimes you need to collect tokens or dice um, um, or whatsoever. But you can also um, distinguish between different colors or patterns or different text, um, different classes, different characteristics. Um, all these different kinds can be um, the different components in set of sets. Um, and um, yeah, they can be they can be grouped, um, for example, with these different physical aspects, or they can be grouped with logical characteristics. And you can make these characteristics um, much more thematic. For example, in um, in my game, for example, you need to um, collect different um, different heroes, and I could easily say that you need to collect four red heroes, for example. But um, I find it more thematic if I say you need to collect four warriors, for example. And you can do that in all other kind of games as well. And uh, yeah, by defining these themes for these different sets, it feels, yeah, people are, as usual, um, more involved in the game. So when we start looking at um, different games and their different implementations of uh, set collection, we will always start um, by asking what are you collecting in these games? Um, try to find out what the what the components are that you're collecting and um, how the set is defined. So um, do you need to collect all six um, or do you even get a bonus when you have maybe four of these six or whatsoever? Um, this is for me the what are you going to collect? Then the second thing that we will, will be looking at is the how. So what actions... Um, do the players need to take to obtain or acquire the individual components of the set? Um, and then maybe even what kind of actions are needed um, to make use of those sets, yeah? to, to determine the flow of the set collection within the gameplay. Um, for example, players might uh, draw cards from a deck um, or yeah, grab tokens from a bag or um, need to buy or bit for uh, for different parts of the set and um, all of these um, aspects um, are for me part of the how what kind of actions the players needs to take to get um, their um, components and once um, they when they got the components how how do they need to to combine them do they need to play them do they need to um, put them into into a hand or, or whatsoever um, and in many games, um, once a player has collected all of the components of a set, the game automatically turns that into the set. But sometimes you need to um, yeah, add a little bit more work to get um, the reward for your set. And that, in fact, will be the third aspect that we are going to, um, to analyze a little bit. Um, and that's the result. The why are you collecting the set? Um, and what do, you, what do you receive as a reward? 
in many games the reward simply um, is translated into victory points. Once you have the set acquired, you put it aside and at the end of the game it gives you victory points or you gain the victory points uh, immediately, something like that. Um, however, in some games that collection is more, a little bit more complex um, because you do not gain victory points directly, but you get um, new abilities, um, you get your character gets stronger for example um, this is true for these games like world of warcraft and diablo where you um, uh, try to collect a set of gear and this might increase your armor or the damage of your weapons or give you special abilities or so and these bonuses then make you stronger for combat that could also be um, a result or a reward um, and in other games a set of resources might uh, form yeah, the cost of a building or so, or an upgrade um, that in the end might help you to form an engine um, that then will lead to victory. What they all have in common is um, they bring you a little bit closer to victory, um, all of these results that I just mentioned. And um, it's always rewarding to collect a set. Sometimes the reward is more direct and sometimes a little bit more indirect. So when we look at um, some of these games that I mentioned in the beginning, like um, Canasta, for example. In Canasta, players uh, try to attempt to make melts of seven cards of the same rank. And that is the what. They try to yeah, find cards that belong together. And um, the how would be that they draw cards from, from the pile or they can pick up the, the discard pile if they want to. And why are they doing that? They are doing that because they um, get the reward of um, victory points. So it's really, as I mentioned, the one of the easiest and core components of set collection um, that are implemented in Canasta. And um, if you look, if you look at the at the more of the RPG side on in Diablo or World of Warcraft, we see that um, the what there is. Uh, means that you collect specific items for a specific slot that belong together. So the set contains maybe of a sword, um, an armor, a helm, um, and uh, I don't know um, other parts of your equipment. And um, how do you how do you get that? By killing enemies, uh, crawling through dungeons, um, doing quests, um, buying them in a in an auction house. Um, or whatsoever. So you have different opportunities to um, to collect these specific items. And um, why are you doing that? Because as often in um, set collection games, the whole is more than the sum of its parts. Um, and that means the, the, the bonus that you receive um, from um, wearing more parts... Um, is higher than you than the individual bonus you get from 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 individual items. Um, you often even gain um, unique game effects that you can only achieve by um, yeah by combining these specific items into a set, and that is something that is really really rewarding because it uh, allows you for new and exciting um, yeah gameplay new tactics. That yeah, you need to work for, you need to find the set for, and then you can play around with it. In yeah, in Magic, for example, there is also some kind of uh, set collection. Um, the one thing that I 
immediately thought about is um, or are the Urthas lands. And um, these are specific kind of lands um, that you are trying to, you're not really trying to collect them. Um, you are trying to yeah to find them um, during the during the game uh, from your deck. And if you have um, all three of those lands, um, they as well are um, better um, in the sum um, than they are individual, because individually on, they only produce one resource for you. But if you have all of them, they do not produce three resources, um, but seven instead. And that is a huge, huge, huge benefit. And that's why these um, three lands are um, super, super popular in um, in yeah, many different formats of the game um, because they create a lot of synergy. And that is um, that is very, um, very interesting because I love synergistic games and I love combos and um, set collection is a very, very good mechanic to combine with, um, with uh, cards that are very synergistic um, and create a lot of combos because um, yeah, you can highlight how these synergistic cards belong together if you have a set. Um, for example, these three warriors work very well together. Um, so tell people to um, to collect these three warriors. That makes it easier for um, for players to to see these synergies that um, might be in the game um, anyway between these three cards. But if you group them into a set, um, they get more obvious. So that's a good thing to um, yeah to make your game more accessible for um, for newer players as well. And um, yeah, then. Let's talk a little bit about Underlords, a digital auto chess game that I enjoyed quite a bit and also was some kind of, um, yeah, the reason why I started this um, drafting game that I'm working on at the moment. And um, in that game, um, the what is you collect heroes of a specific alliance. Um, and how do you do that? You need to buy them from a market. So you spend money to, to buy them and to collect them And you can spend money to re-roll um, the market. So you can um, exchange what you're presented by spending a little bit of money um, and increases, increase your chances of um, yeah, finding the heroes you are looking for. And why are you doing that? What is the reward? Um, you get bonuses um, for um, a certain amount of heroes of the same alliance. So if you have two knights on the battlefield, you might get a little bonus. If you have four knights, you get an even better bonus. And if you have um, six knights, you might get the, the best bonus that you can achieve with this alliance. Something like that. And um, yeah, I really I really like that um, that kind of mechanic in uh, and how it is implemented in, in these auto chess games because it's, it's the same for, for uh, most auto chess games. And what I like in particular is that players are fighting over these sets. Um, so if more than one player is really trying to make the same set um, and there might not be enough components to make two full sets, um, you automatically get conflicts in your game. And that is often something that you want um, in, your, in your board games. Um, and though you, this is a great way to, to achieve that. Um, in Underlords, for example, um, there is a limited amount of uh, heroes um, that can that are in the in the pool for eight players. So if all of the players want to play the knight alliance, that might not work, and um, there might only be enough. I don't know the numbers exactly, but there might be enough to support two players, maybe even three players to some degree. 
but in the end, not all of the players will be able to to play the same alliances. And yeah, this this little conflict is is pretty is pretty nice because um, um, it creates some kind of mind games where you need to yeah someone might need to change uh, the tactic and um, go for another alliance. But um, are you giving up the the picks that you already made or um, the purchases that you made or yeah are you pushing forward and hope the other player goes into another direction? So these kind of um, player interactions are really great and they are very very spe special for um for these set collecting games but there are also other kind of uh, player interaction that i can think of for example um trading could be or is often a very important aspect of um set collecting games um where some player might need um, um one more of this resource to collect something uh an entire set and another player needs another one for example and um that is maybe a good um, point to to mention that um, resource management often is yeah kind of similar to set collection. You um, you need these three different resources to to get a reward, and that is yeah quite similar to set collection. However, I do not really want to focus on resource um, gathering today. Also, um, combat could be um, a form of player interaction as a result of um, set collection. Um, let's say you know that one of your opponents has one part of the set that you are looking for and when you attack him or her you might be able to um, to steal that um, that part from that player. So that might be a good reason to, to, to attack them. But not only your own desire for completing a set might be the reason here, but also... Um, the desire to yeah to keep certain parts away from from your opponent and to make sure they do not um, complete the set that they were looking for, um, and that often um, adds another aspect, and that is hidden information. You often have the, have hidden information in these games um, because it's it's quite a bit of fun to to try to figure out um, what kind of sets your opponent is collecting, and you often have some kind of little information. Um, though that you know what they are collecting but you often do not see the entire um, collection that they have so um, that you need to yeah, need to be clever and see behind uh, their strategy another aspect that you will often see combined with that collection is randomness and um, the reason is um, of course you uh, increase play replayability of your game and um, you add variety to the game um, you might make sure that you cannot always play the same tactic for example um, and give the players a little bit of um, yeah of new situation that they need to react um, to react on I like I really like these kind of variations um, and um, a good example is um, of course um, sushi go where you um, where you have a is a which is a drafting game I mentioned before on this podcast where you try to um, yeah to pick um, cards of sushi or components of sushi that work well together and um, yeah you always have a another draft pool a different hand of card that you have to to choose your components from and um, yeah in the end you get victory points for how well your um, your choices uh, work together and um, Another example would be, for example, Yahtzee, where you always roll dice and need to need to make something out of those dice. And randomness really is 
yeah, happening quite often in these kind of games. And um, yeah, my preferred way of doing that is um, by drafting. And that's also why I want to combine my drafting game with this kind of set collection. And what I just remembered when I talked about Sushi Go is that many of these games also have some kind of push your luck mechanic. And um, there are super interesting ways of doing that. For example, um, in Sushi Go, you can pick a tofu. And if you have one tofu, you get two points. If you were able to collect two tofus during the draft, you get six points. Uh, but if you end up with three tofu or more, you get zero points. That shows with, that with um, the different... Uh, values what kind of sets are worth in the end in forms of victory points uh, you can you can play around quite a bit and create uh, interesting different uh, scoring mechanisms in these kind of games um, for example you could give players um, victory points for having the most or the least of uh, something of a card so your goal might be to collect as many strawberries as you can or collect as few bananas as you can to, to receive the points in the end. But more typically you get points for having the same thing. That can be uh, two points for two copies or three points for three copies. So some kind of linear um, um, scoring. Or you could also have some kind of... Um, um, square scoring where you get one point for the first card but four points for two copies and then even nine points for three copies and 16 points for four copies and so on or you could have some yeah some threshold for example that you um, like we saw with the with the tofu where you don't receive any points if you collected too many or maybe you receive zero points um, for the first zero points for the second and um, only sets of three give you points so if you, if you collected three of the same kind, you get three points. But the first and the second don't give you points at all. And the fourth um, copy doesn't give you points as well. Um, but if you have six copies, you then get the, get the reward twice for having um, collected a triple. Or you could have a scoring mechanism that tells you that each um, additional copy gives you one more point. So the first copy gives you one point, the second copy gives you two points, the third copy gives you an additional three points, and the fourth copy gives you an additional four points. Um, so this is also um, something how you can encourage your players to collect as many of one set as, as, um, yeah, as they can. But sometimes you also um, see um, rewards for collecting different things. In, um, in my drafting game, where I try to collect heroes of certain classes and um, alliances i also think about having a really diverse adventuring group by saying that um, none of the heroes um, can be from the same um, alliance so you cannot have two warriors or so you need to have a warrior a cleric and a priest or so um, or a mage and there are many, many more different um, scoring possibilities that add a lot of variety to, the, to these set collecting games. And, um, and there's one more I wanted to mention, and that is um, that you can have specific cards that you need in order to um, gain a benefit at all. So you might collect 10 cards of a kind, but if you are missing this one little key card that, uh, that you need to score at all, um, they are worthless. Um, I think they're in the game Ra is something I didn't play it myself. I just read about it, um, that you need some cards that um, are flooding or the card is flood or so. And um, if you do not, um, if you're not able to flood your fields or so, you do not, will not get the reward. 
I'm sorry if I messed it up. I don't know the game, but um, I like I like really like the concept um, of it. And um, yeah, as mentioned, there is also the push your luck um, aspect that that I just described with um, with uh, the tofu in Sushi Go. Um, and um, yeah, by adding something that gives you negative points um, if they are paired together because they do not like each other. Um, um, two characters that do not like each other or um, two cards that just do not work well together. Um, you can also add some a little bit of tension to 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 the game if it is um, if you somehow can at least influence what your what your opponents have to take in the end of a game. So in drafting, for example, you could leave in specific cards that you know um, are bad for for um, for the players. Uh, that is sitting next to you, or if you have a tableau from from which you have to pick cards, you can leave the last card as well for for the opponent that has to pick after you. And um, I really like these kind of um, a little more complex aspects to um, to um, set collection, um, and you can achieve them by having interesting and um, yeah diverse scoring mechanisms in the game. And they also allow you to create sets that are maybe a little bit um, more complicated or difficult to um, to acquire. And um, you you can you can see that in um, in these RPG games as well. Um, sets that are made out of eight components or so are typically stronger than the sets that are easy to 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 find and easy to combine with two two items or so. And the same is often true in um, in yeah, set collecting board games where you um, have a, a push your luck mechanic that um, can be very well combined with hand management or so. Um, you, you try to collect sets of cards and um, you have to play them out. You lay, have to lay them in front of you um, to get points or so. And um, yeah, however, the more of a, of a set that you, you get and are able to play at the same time, um, the more points you will get in the end but um, in some games um, there are situations that may come up um, or interactions with other players that will force you to um, yeah, to discard your hand or so um, so you will lose the stuff you, that you have collected so far and um, um, yeah you might overdo it um, by trying to um, to achieve as many points as you can but sometimes in push your luck mechanics, you pushed your luck too far and you will lose everything that you had um, so far. And I really like this, um, this aspect in games as well. So I think there is a lot to play around with when it comes to um, set collecting. And um, there are, of course, there are games that are yeah poorly about set collecting and there are very successful games in that area. For example, um, Point Salad or Sushi Go or Bonanza or other games like Splendor and so on. There are many, many games that um, yeah, really where set collecting really is the core of the game. But there are also a lot of games that have set collecting um, yeah, within the game, but it's only a sub-theme or so. For my game, I wanted to have a... To pretty dominant in the game it should not be the core of the game because you do not really um, receive victory points directly from um, collecting different alliances but i want the bonuses for combat um, to be very very strong and i want them to be unique um, so that you um, yeah add replayability 
for the different sets that you have collected and um, you should really get rewarded for the sets that you that you have um, in your game but i don't want it to be um, the only thing on the game so it should be a major part of it in my game but not the main focus of it that means i'm still yeah i'm still working on my set collection aspect of the game and um, the the stuff that i found out and that i'm working on um, my way of thinking that's something that i wanted to share today with you and um, yeah i think as a game designer you can make set collection either a large or a small part of your game um, but what you should think about is um, really how much uh, forward it pushes your player to winning um, because if you um, if the set um, collecting aspect of the game really is dominant adds a lot of victory points for example um, it will be um, yeah maybe your main and core component it will it will um, then at the end be received as a set collecting game but if you um, if you only give your players minor or little rewards for having a, a certain um, set collected it will be um, more like a sub theme in your game so that's it for today's episode i hope you enjoyed it as usual and um, yeah if you want to reach out please send me an email to marvin at nerdlikeaboss.com or visit me on one of the social media channels facebook instagram or twitter you can find me there with either nerdlab or hashtag nerdlikeaboss and um yeah, I would be very happy to hear from you. You can also join our Discord server. Um, the link is in the show notes. And yeah, until next week, keep shooting for the moon and nerd like a boss. Goodbye, everyone.